0: I can't <laughs> Wait for
1: September Cause that means that next month We going gonna get Dallas like to September, take a shirt off <laughs> <with the> gang
2: <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> You're one Kelsey. of my members She gotta represent for the guys now They gotta see a part of me in her yeah. Red flag, blue flag, green flag And a white flag to surrender
1: Word <laughs> Episode 2 The All Season Podcast Tap in Today we got Dallas Bay. And uh, obviously our other host, Joselle, and special guest, Mila. Just chilling. Don't have other headphones for her, but you know, she's gonna cool out. So we're gonna open up the episode with <laughs> Bork. We're, <laughs> we're gonna open up the episode with we gave Dallas time to figure out this question.
2: We were nice, we were nice.
1: We were nice, so he got a head start. (laughs) Tell us who you are without telling us what you do.
0: He's going to say I'm a good dude, man. Oh, I need to be talking more into the mic. I basically listen to people for a living. We're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Oh. Dang. That
1: leads me to believe he's in some sort of sales coaching training aspect so now that we got that answer from you what do you do
0: so i'm a fitness coach i mainly work with former athletes to help them reach their second prime that's what i call it because a lot of guys you know you know they do sports high school college whatever the case may be and then you know they kind of fall off they got the family they got the kids got the wife whatever the case may be and then they're looking back at their past like damn i'm past my prime and i'm like So let's reach your second prime. Right. So I help them with their fitness. But along with that is just, you know, people tell me about their personal lives, you know, just you just develop a relationship. So that's why I say, like, listening to people for a living. And even on the sales side, like you said, anytime you're doing sales, it's more listening than talking, you know? So what got you into that? I would say like my own personal transformation. You know, I was always like a smaller kid growing up. So like I saw what fitness did for my life and I was like, oh, I kind of want to help other people do that. That's like a way I can give value to other people. You know what I mean? Hmm.
1: What started that fitness journey? Like you said, you, you were smaller. Oh yeah. You wanted to put on size. What sports did you play? What did you transition into? Mm -hmm. What did you find out as you started working out? What was more effective to put on size?
0: Yeah. So you're, so like what? What started that whole yeah. transformation thing? Yeah, okay, take so all the way back. From, yeah,
1: All the way back from the beginning.
0: Young Dow was 12 years old, and he was like 60, 70 pounds, right? And, you know, I had these dreams. I always wanted to be like an NFL running back, right? Like mm-hmm. every kid wants to go to the league, right? Now, problem was I was like 4'10", <laughs> like 60 pounds, 70 pounds, soaking wet, right? So I was always obsessed with like, you know, how can I just be as big as Derrick Henry, right, for example? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he wasn't around when I was a kid, but... um I was always like trying to put on size. And then even when I got to high school, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, yo, they take you in the weight room. You kind of follow directions. The coaches don't really know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, that was just something like once I got past high school, I figured it out, but I wish I had figured it out at the time because that was something that would've helped me on the field. So the whole incentive for me to get bigger was just like, I thought it would be something that would help me in sports. I thought it would make me a faster, like not knowing what I didn't know, right? But I thought it would help me be a faster runner in track and just I thought it would help me hold my own on the field because, yeah, you know, when you seventy pounds, man, coach not trying to put you on the field like that.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So when you got past high school, you did track, you did football. What was effective and what worked for you? Because I know some of our audience that do work out, they're hard gainers, is what they call it, mm-hmm. or they tell me I eat so much. I go, oh yeah. I was are thinking, you yeah. tracking that? Like, mm-hmm. do you even know how much you're eating? You think you are, but you're not. So what was that turning point for you to actually start putting on size?
2: Yeah.
0: I would say like without giving y'all like the bullet point like I have a couple of posts I made actually recently about this was like with the bullet points. All right, five things for like hard gainers type shit, but um I would say the main thing with the eating is like it's almost counterintuitive like not eating as much as you can because I you know, they you know, you ever heard of the seafood diet? Like, oh, well, yeah. do you see food you eat it, right? <laughs> like, oh, just eat as much as you can. Bro, yeah. I remember watching like um fuck is his name Kali Muscle you know Kali Muscle yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you ever yeah. seen him j- Kali Muscle <laughs> so you're eating five packs of ramen at Yo. once
1: You <laughs> <He did, laughs> don't know what a steroid is, sh- is. I, don't, yeah. I can't afford that. we ain't got no steroids in the gym <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's a steroid
0: It's a steroid <laughs> <laughs> I'm like damn I'm, bro I'm like I'm 17 I'm like looking on my phone like, like man, watching you YouTube
2: like that. well back wait when when were you born what was your birthday 95 okay so we're the same age we're all around like the same age so like you're probably lurking on bodybuilding.com like deep in forums
0: I a just turned 39, bro. <laughs> it's my second yeah. prime. <laughs> but yeah, bro, I just remember being like in the dorm room or being at home, like 17, 18. I'm like, all right, sports are done, so I can now finally focus on like not what my coach wants me to do, what I can do. And I just remember watching them videos, like Kali Muscle, and it's just like, yeah, you got to be eating hamburgers and this and that, like just all a bunch of shit that. Okay, I guess that makes sense. If he's Jack and he's saying that I'm gonna follow what he's saying. So you try to eat as much as possible, right? So you eating five thousand calories a day. You see C T Fletcher talking about his four Big Macs and a mm-hmm. vanilla milkshake. He got having a heart attack and shit. But like mm-hmm. you see what he's talking about, and I'm like, all right, let me let me try that. So I would try to and I used to work at McDonald's when I was seventeen, eighteen, so I'm yeah. eating the Big Macs, eating the hamburgers, trying to eat as much as I can and you know, working out consistently. But problem is like yo, you eat five thousand calories one day you're not going to be hungry the next day. So I realized I was doing more than I need to. So back to my point, it's like, it's counterintuitive, but not doing more than you need to. Mm -hmm. So like, I realized, all right, I should probably just track my food. I got mature and I was like, all right, let me just try to hit 3000 calories a day. And it's not going to show on the scale every day. It's not going to show in the results every day. It's going to be a slow grind. But if I'm consistent with it, three, four weeks, eight weeks, you don't miss a day or you don't miss a week, whatever the case is, you're going to be all right. But the whole like up and down of like, feeling like I got to stuff my face to the point where I'm throwing up because that's what these YouTube guys were saying. That's what I realized. Oh, it's just the inconsistency. Like, yo, I'm eating 6,000, 5,000 this day, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm not even eating this next day because I'm so fucking full. I'm like repulsed thousand, by the idea. Yeah. yeah, I'm, like, baby. repulsed by the idea of food at this point. So as simple as it sounds, it took me mad long to figure out that it was just like, oh, you're just doing too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I definitely um, can relate to that because I was a hard gainer, believe it or not based on my size <laughs> um, but in my younger days yeah um I think I even posted videos of me doing the 12 Krispy Kreme donuts what people don't know is after that I had a 32 ounce steak afterwards with loaded potatoes all the fixings and even freaking I think a burger, too, as, like, an appetizer. You're making me so hungry right now. I was taking the same shit. Yeah, we're going to Korean <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. You guys are more than welcome to join <laughs> tonight. Hey, man. I um, was the Eagles game showing, bro? We got uh, We could put it on right now. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, you just ate, like, as much as you could to gain the weight, but it wasn't efficient. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is I get the inconsistency where you're not hungry the next day, but I would literally force myself to eat mm-hmm. again because even if i'm not hungry and eat and i think that built up a bad habit mm-hmm. to where your client base where they're in their second prime you can't do that anymore mm. our activity level oh, yeah. is much lower mm-hmm. yeah. and you're not spending as much time at a practice for you know whatever respective sport you're in and then hitting the weight room and then walking to and from school mm-hmm. right now we're driving everywhere we're either standing or sitting at a desk nine to five and you're napping more often <laughs> than not so the activity level goes down but we built up such a habit on I know that was on one of your posts yeah this way Mm -hmm. or
2: that what I'm thinking of is your post uh you talked about because I it resonated with me a lot uh the all or nothing kind of mentality that athletes have I know I'm like that still now with like everything I do so can you speak a little bit about like how you or or what you talked about on the post like not everything but it's kind of on the same topic of like let me go hard for one week straight and then fall off you know
0: yeah like a lot of guys in yeah, to your point as well. Like, a lot, of, a lot of guys I work with, they play you know high school football, college football, or just it seems to be the majority. It's always like football usually, mm-hmm. but they play other sports too. But it's just this mentality of like, yo, if I if I can't fucking, like, if I can't sit down, if I'm like, if I'm not wringing my shirt out every day, then I didn't work hard enough, mm-hmm. or like, if it's not a three hour practice, I wasn't in there long enough. You know what I mean? So it's just getting these guys to buy into the mentality of like, you can work up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting these guys to buy into the idea of like dude you can work out 30-45 minutes less than an hour and still get your shit done and still see results it's just I need you to be all in on the commitment mm-hmm. I need you to be all in on less things and doing, commit to doing them at a higher, le- higher level than doing more things if that makes sense because yo these guys want to come in 3 hour workout they want to do cardio they want to be able to like wring their shirt out after like I said and then if it's not that they'll do that shit for a week they'll go from 0 days sitting on, their, on the couch and then Yo, I'm I'm doing. You ever heard of 75 hard? Yeah,
2: yeah everybody, every, hard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what that yeah, is, yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody
0: and their mama doing that shit. Yeah, Yo, I'm doing 75 hard, two workouts a day. But I'm like, how you figure that's gonna work, bro? You ain't done shit up to this point. I'm all yeah. for people making a change, but it's like being realistic. Yo, how you gonna go from that to this? Yeah, and then they do it for a week. They cutting out the carbs. They doing everything extreme with the diet. And then as soon as they have one bad day, it's nothing. Oh, I'll get to it after the holidays. But we got all those things coming up, so. That's usually what it is And I'm always about Getting people to buy Into the mentality of Yo it's okay to fuck up I want you to learn How to make mistakes mm-hmm. Just like in sports man Good teams know how to Play from behind mm-hmm. Eagles good example man They've been winning Real <laughs> ugly lately They'll go down 21 nothing and a half Come out winning 24 to hey, 21 grit. Come yeah. on man That's grit mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to Play from behind right So that's mm-hmm. kind of The mentality man A lot of all or nothing People out there a lot, Especially former athletes Because that's just What they're used to yeah. So I'm always trying To speak to like Yo it doesn't have to Be like that you know yeah. I come from that world I understand it but it doesn't have to be that way if you want to see results. So.
1: I think people always uh, assume that the reset button is so accessible. They go, yeah, hard for that week, reset. I am guilty of that, where Ellis could probably say, "When oh, it's day Elish, one again. Right? Elish, yeah. <laughs> Elish, Elish, he goes, it's, day, it's like your day one, 100th day one. Again I called you out of that shit one. too, bro. All the time. He's like, yo, I'm just going to reset the week all the time skip accessories hit the top sets only but i go man i just got to be consistent so even doing half of the work and just keep progressing forward Mm -hmm. that's better than let me keep repeating the same day and same week and then fall off completely
2: so i think this uh kind of brings to my mind how did you take that mindset from training for football and and being in that sport and track as well and applied it to what you do now so as you compete as a powerlifter and how does that translate to your mentality or how has your mentality and habits changed outside Um, of that
0: well it changes because it's not the main focus anymore right like naturally yeah when you're in school the only thing you care about is school and friday nights or saturdays whatever whatever time you play whatever sport you play you kind of only care about that maybe your social life but you know as i got through college and like just working you know i don't get paid to do power things so it's kind of like well naturally it's going to be less of a priority but i would say some things kind of stuck right like I, I do some weird shit where like I train every single day where you know it's not always like the power thing shit like I'll come in on a Friday and hit shoulders or something like that just to stay in rhythm so I'm real big on routines and habits but um, I would say the one thing that changed is like alright I need to figure out how I can get the most out of less time if that makes mm-hmm. sense like I'm in the gym 60-90 minutes max and it's like I don't want to do more than I have to like I want to get the work done I want to follow my plan but I don't need to be in there three hours bro I just Cause I got, yo, you gotta get back to work. You gotta yeah. get back to your social, life, whatever you got going on, right? So the, I would say the consistency in terms of how many days I train, like that's kind of stuck with me and the intensity stuck, but it's like, the thing that changed is like, all right, well, how can I make this work on a smaller time slot? Mm-hmm. And it's just about like, all right, getting more out of the work, what levers can we pull? Right. You know, you don't want to do more than you have to. Do the right things and do them well. And then you'll get more out of that smaller time frame. if that makes sense. So yeah. that's kind of what I do and same, uh, type of thing I pass off to uh, clients as well, you know.
1: Yeah, efficiency for sure. Yeah. That's what I see, and I mean I'm speaking from someone that's getting older and up there in age where your time is limited. Yeah, man. And what you choose to do with it, it's so important and and almost defines you on what you want to do. Like today, I could easily said, yeah, now let's push it to like next week. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired, right? I golfed already nine holes, first time ever. <laughs> and then after that I went to go hold my pops with the gutters you know <laughs> and then after that I had to tidy up the house because it was a mess before you guys got on here that's why I didn't I showed you the guest room everything that was in that room was in my living room and in here so I was like let me just shove everything away and then I just laid down for maybe five minutes Eric texts me he goes I'm out front <laughs> I'm like Okay, cool. I'm up. Let's go. <laughs> well,
0: let me say it was clean as hell when I walked in. So you did a hell of a job out there.
1: Appreciate it. <laughs> hell I'm sure will be happy to. hear yeah, yeah, she'd be happy to hear that. She'll be coming home from a 12-hour shift, and if she saw it as a mess, I'd be like, "I'm fucked." Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll but I get. still got to do the dishes too. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, the other question we had for you, and you said it was very interesting, was uh, and we got in a crazy debate about it, what losing and failing and all that. Do you love to win or hate to lose?
0: Yeah. I hate to be like in the middle about it but it's it's kind of both but I think um I think it started out as hating to lose like all right I compete in powerlifting and it was like <laughs> when I competed in powerlifting it was like I had this one meet in Belarus where I bombed out and that shit was so embarrassing cuz there was so much build out. Yeah, mm, I don't know I don't I even remember, know if you yeah. knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm in college, you know, we had qualified for worlds and it's like yeah. um yeah, we got there. And me and my boy Pete, you know, like we were supposed to do well. Like we were the guys on the team, people were looking to to like score points and shit. Yes. And then yo, yeah, we bombed out. Like I don't know what happened. It was just both yeah, of y'all m- bombed out. Both, <laughs> both of
2: us. What? Can you on can spot? you run us through like what was going through your mind and like how that played out?
0: Yeah, this shit was so long Paint ago. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like 21 at the time. I don't, I don't, want, to tra- I don't want to traumatize team, right? you too much, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from that day forward, like, was was Ellis your coach at the yeah, time? And Ellis was my coach, guys, right? and he traveled with us. And he was the team. He was the coach of Rutgers powerlifting team. And Heinous was out there too. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we was all out there. Nicole,
1: you, all the OGs, all there, man. Yeah, all the OGs. Yeah. Come on, all the guys you yeah, know, man. Yeah. So,
0: um, so I'm at the I'm at this meet. And it's Belarus. First of all, I never even fucking heard of Belarus. What the fuck? Where's Belarus, bro? <laughs> Eastern, you know where Belarus is? Eastern European. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's like right above Russia. And anyway, I didn't know until we got there. So it was a long flight. I'm young, so I'm like not understanding how like water cuts work and just how you should take care of your body when you travel that much and this and that. So, you know, I'm going into the meet. I made weight. thinking things are fine. And then, you know, squat and bench went how they went. And then deadlift, I just couldn't lock it out. Like, I just... I kept shaking And I like My opener It wasn't nothing crazy But then I bombed out on debts And From that moment forward I was like damn We had all this hype Going into it Because like people We were like raising money We started like the GoFundMe Because we're all like Broke college kids Like people were like Donating for us to get there Because we didn't have Funding from the school And to like Have to go back And make a poster Like talk to people Yo how'd it go man I saw you guys Building this thing up Yeah man Didn't even Didn't even qualify man I just I, I bombed out That was like very disappointing for me mm-hmm. And then I was just like Yeah that can't happen again That was like mad embarrassing So I think it started out As like hating to lose But then once I got over that And that stopped being a thing Because of consistency With technique and whatever It was like alright Well now I like to win Or I like to try to win at least So I haven't won anything recently But it's like like to try to strive for that And It's interesting Because I always talk to my clients About that too Like I think Tony Robbins Has this quote about like People will do more To avoid pain Than they will to seek pleasure And it's like yeah. The clients I work with Early on they're running from a pain. They're like, yo, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I don't like how I look in my suits. Yo, when I give a meeting at work or when I give like a talk on stage, I feel misaligned with what I'm saying about personal growth because I don't look the part. Like they're running from a pain, but then they lose 25, 50 pounds. Then it's like, I got to challenge. them. am like, all right, bro, you're past that pain. Now you got to love to win more than you hate to lose, yeah. right? Like you got to, what are we striving for next? And that's how you kind of keep them consistent. So I, I would say it's all related, man,
2: but. Yeah. So with that said, I know you. You, yeah, we'll just say you compete at a high level with what you're doing now, and you you are in those high pressure situations similar to Belarus. Maybe not. That was Worlds, right? Yeah. Oh, so maybe I know you've been to maybe another one. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, well, for
0: Worlds, um, I did. I was like 23 at the time, so I think I like placed third at Nationals that year. Another meet where I did bad, but like the guy who was ahead of me. Like somebody declined a spot. I was like an alternate for Worlds okay. that year, for Junior Worlds, because the guy stepped up and then somebody else declined their spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I did one in uh, Calgary in 2018, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so
2: competing at, hey. you know, on those stages, how does your mentality shift ever since Belarus? Like maybe in uh, prep, how did it change? And then when you actually get to the venue and you're locked in on the day, you're weighed in, ready to go, and you're about to like open up, how does your, like how do you treat the day now?
0: Yeah, how do I treat the day? Um, or like I guess how things change. I think it starts in preparation. That's what I realized Like, as you get older, you realize like preparation is everything. It's not just like, hey, I'm gonna. You you know the memes at this point. If you ever follow any powerlifters, you talk to them, they'd be like, oh, it'll be there on me day, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bro. That's not how this shit works, man. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta prepare. So it was like really being honest with myself and saying like, yo, leave your ego out the door. Yo, hit your hit depth on your squats. Pause your benches. Lock out your deads. Take your nutrition a little more serious. Stop drinking as much. Like. Don't skip workouts, don't skip accessories. So, To the point where you work so hard in training or you're so consistent in training that when you get to the, the meet, it's like easy. Yeah. Cause that's how it feels now. It doesn't feel like I'm changing anything. It doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. I'm just executing what was already set. Right. So it's like, and this happened in the past meet I was at. I was like, it kind of got to a point where I felt confident in what I could do. And I was like, the. Even though I don't know what's going to happen out there, I feel like the work is done. So when you go out there, it's just execution mm-hmm. and I'm sure you tell your athletes the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, pr- you know, you practice how you play, obviously. So um, I would say that's how things have changed. If that even answered your question. Yeah. I mean, Yeah.
2: <laughs> you said it so simply, but it's just doing the right things. That, yeah. That's really all it is. And, and it goes back to what you talked about, you know, a couple of minutes ago, like people just try to do too much, like, like, look at what actually matters focus on the one, thing, the one thing and then just <laughs> lock in on that and then it's like it's uh i like to say it's compounding like yes. if you invest Compound in effect. stocks
0: <laughs> bro we was just talking <laughs> about this shit. and i just recommended that book to somebody that's a great book <laughs> he saw that book on my coffee right table, right on the <laughs> counter yeah. yeah so what is it what is
2: it about the same topic or it's
1: it's I mean, so. building up habits uh-huh. uh compounding even like the little things like yeah one percent better i'm sure it talks about it in atomic habits too and i told dallas about the other book uh seven habits of highly effective or people mm-hmm. it's Kind of the same theme. And I think to Dallas's point, he's built a habit to where he's training efficiently and effectively. And at a high really standard as, and as well. And making standard. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I see this guy train. I peep, I peep the security cams every now and
0: then. <laughs> yes, <guys.
2: laughs> like, that's crazy. Hey, Dallas is in there.
1: Or I'll see his post and it's like, I know the opener is spotting him. It's either Charles <laughs> or Zach. You know what time it is. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. time Charles, it is. that's my guy. Shout yeah, the out to Charles. Charles. Is the homie, yeah. He's like one of our best employees, but. He's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude. But yeah, it's all about building habits because what happens is when you build that habit, habit it takes a lot of discipline initially, but then you notice that it takes a lot less discipline once it's built. And it just happens. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. It's things, things have to be hard before they become easy. So, like, you see somebody that makes something look easy. Like, I look at Drake making, putting out bangers now, and it's like, yo, it was a lot of hard work for that to look so effortless how he does it now. People Mm -hmm. think he's not trying. It's like, no, he's just so good at what he does. It just looks like he's not trying, right? Yeah. Eric's nodding his head because he's like, yep, I like the album. Like, I saw,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, I saw some of uh, Eric's earlier works, and I go, he grew a lot with it. Yeah. A year, less than yeah. a year. I'm like, geez, the quality of production. Yeah. The whole setup that he has here, man, and his editing. It's making it look easy. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. People don't see that, that work, that hard effort or everything where that fail, like basically failing at a world's level. Yeah. People don't know, yeah, like, don't know that. Yeah. they don't know that. until Oh, you went through all that to get where you're at yeah. because people are going to be like, oh, that's nice. But you didn't realize how much work it took. Yeah. Or they see where Adelante's at right now.
0: They didn't see you in 2017. <laughs> they didn't see you in 2017. He was 17. the one working at the desk, bro.
1: Sleeping after a 15 hour shift. Come on. Man. That little cop behind it that's like, oh, what's up, man? He was, was, was a nurse at the time, too, <laughs> right?
0: What was that? You were, you were it was a nurse at the time, right? I was a uh, dialysis tech. The, okay, dialysis tech. So you, yeah. come on, man. Southwest they don't know that. i on my grind, on my feet. These new guys don't know, man.
1: They don't know. And then they think sometimes it's just going to get handed over to you and that, oh, he just got lucky, mm-hmm. you know, but I go, okay, like, that's what you think. I'm not going to try to change your mind, mm-hmm. but if you care to ask me, then I'll tell you my story. Yeah. Like Eric's brother, he had me on his podcast and Jorge knows my story completely. Mm-hmm. Even the first day he walks in. Pro- yeah. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> I look alike. Baby, y'all look alike. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> hey,
1: shout out to Jorge, man. Love him. I just saw him last week. <laughs> like, I saw him last night. We were watching the, uh, the fight. The Come UFC on, man. Fight. Yeah. 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 But, um, no way. they you get back on track. But uh, Sorry. <laughs> we, <laughs> he was telling me on that podcast, he goes, yeah, I walked into the gym. It was empty, the old location. A busy day for us was five people. Like, I remember that, In the first that, man. two months, first three months. But he walks in and he sees me mopping. He goes like, oh, hey, I'm here for a day pass. I go, yeah, cool. Let me get you uh, set up. He goes like, wait, do you work here? I was like, oh, no, I, I own the gym. He goes, oh, you own the gym and you're mopping. I go, yeah you know just try <laughs> try to keep it clean you know um but then he respected me so much more after that that none of the work was beneath me yeah and i'm you know where i'm at today because of that 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 habit that work that um that effort that you put in mm-hmm. and now i'm not necessarily taking my foot off the the gas pedal i'm just shifting
0: yeah you're shifting where is my time best spent from a leverage perspective as the yeah. CEO of your company, yeah. as the owner of your gym? Yeah. What can I spend my time on that's going to give us the most return or going to grow the business the most? Cause now you have people, you're at a place where like, all right, you have people who can, can do the things that you were doing before when you first started.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm not mopping that 9,200 square feet spot. That's crazy. Maybe every now and then if I need to vent or if I need time to myself, <laughs> yeah. I'll pop in there after hours. No, completely after hours, wow. no one there. I'll vacuum the whole place, mop the whole place not even take credit for it. The only other person that would see it on camera is Evan and uh, Nini because they have access to the security cams. They're like, damn, he was here. They're late. But the rest of the employees don't know. I go, yo, whoever closed last night did a great job. Oh, you give me like, credit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they go like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I got you. I was like,
2: you gotta show him how it's done you know you gotta remind them every once see, in a let while see how you, pop. Yo, yeah. you gotta
1: change the bag out on the vacuum let
0: me see that that's crazy that's crazy they take credit for his nasty work though the closer's taking credit for that it's crazy yeah they just gonna let you do that let me yeah yeah, yeah i did that yeah. yeah
1: that's crazy but yeah man i think um just having those habits i, I the theme here on this episode i just had a friend text me what's the theme, what do you, what's the topic, and what I could see with Dallas is habit. It's huge. So when you take all that effort you have in training, how do you apply that to your business? Is that what you do full-time coaching?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do the full-time coaching. And it's like, all right, to your point earlier, I wanted to make, make a point about, um, yo, know, how has your perspective changed? It's like, now it's to a point where it's just a part of my day. I don't think about it. Like, I think a lot of people who, who do the, you know, the fitness thing or like the power thing, it's just something that's on their mind constantly. Like, I think I go in there, yo, it's time to train. And when I go home, yeah, I don't think about it anymore. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's like an autopilot, like you were saying. So how do I apply it to work? It's, it's the same thing. Like, I'm always doing something every day, even if it's not like a full blown, like eight hour workday or whatever. Right. But just the constant, like, yo, I got to post something damn near every day. Got to reach out to this many people every day just started like an email list and doing that. All right, I gotta hit these people this many times a week. So it's just that compound effect of um, the more I do something, not only is there gonna be more results, but the better you get at the skill of doing that thing, Mm -hmm. more, the more times you do it. Like yo, the first time I put a video up of me talking on there, I don't know, I was mad nervous. I'm like, yo, are people gonna fuck with it? Like, yo, I'm in my kitchen, bro. I got no microphone. Like I'm just- I saw that. Yeah, you remember that shit. (laughs) And people was like, all right, yo, keep doing it. I'm like, all right. And then I'm I'm like looking back at it now, like, damn, yo, I'll cringe at that shit now. I wouldn't even say that now. I don't like how I said it. So it's just, you keep getting better, but it's just, you have to put the reps in though. So that's uh, that's all it is. Like the same mindset with training of like, all right, I'm going to work out every day. Even if it's a shitty workout, I'm going to just get the rep in. It's the same thing with like reaching out to people or putting up content like sometimes i'll put up shit that i'm like yeah i don't think that was a good piece of content but at least i put it up you know there's feedback somebody may see it at least it's like feedback for me to get better type thing so that's all it is man just just a like you said the habit of doing something consistently so would you you say
2: in training and business and coaching that consistency beats intensity
0: yeah you know we were yeah i was gonna hit that in your mind you are really yeah. because, you know, We've been all over the place But it's like Yo you said something earlier And I meant to like Throw that point out there Like little one liner type shit But it's like I'll take the guy Like when I work with clients I'll take the guy Who can just commit to Something less intense For a longer period of time Than the guy who's like Balls to the wall For like a month or a week And then falls off Because it's that All or nothing shit We talked about So I would say I mean if you're playing The long game Then yeah I would agree with you But I mean, I guess one could argue if you want to get some shit done, you got to be intense. So if you can be intense and be consistent, you're going to win every time. But, you know, normally for a lot of people, it's one or the other. Right. If I had to choose, I would say the consistency. But, you know, if you can do both, even better. Yeah. other way
2: that I look at it is that I want my worst day to be your best day. So I want my 50 percent to look like you're 100. And that could only happen if I do the right things, the little things all the time, because then I have more data to look at and say like, oh, I was off this day because of this. Mm-hmm. Like when you do the same thing all the time, you can tell like, oh, I didn't sleep, obviously. Like you mm-hmm. can look it's at the list factor, of, yeah. yeah, you can look at the normal thing, oh, I didn't eat. You, uh, I had, I was stressed out at work or, or I had other projects or I spent time being social for once. You know, like just looking at that kind of stuff, when you see all the data of like, I do the same thing every day, I do the right things every day, I'm looking for 1% every day. Mm-hmm. It just makes it easier to go back and reflect and be like, okay, I did really good or I, I did really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah I, li- I like that point It's More You have more at bats So you have more shit to look at Like you just have more data From doing it more often But if you only do it Half the time You're not really gonna know What the variable is Cause not only do you have Less consistency with your habits Cause you're not doing it everyday mm-hmm. So you really don't know What the problem is But you don't even have Enough data points Mentally like, hey, do the more? L
2: looks bigger because there's only one huge L instead of like little, little, and then huge Ws. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I literally always use this analogy with clients. I'm like, bro, you've been doing this for a week. If you fuck up for two days, that's like, I don't know what's two out of seven. My math is bad. All right, percentage wise, <laughs> let's call it like thirty uh-huh. percent. Something Morning like something like fifths. that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn near thirty percent. smart Asian 11-5. over there. Don't
2: I? I, I only have forty five over here. <laughs>
0: All right, seventy five percent of your 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 journey is fucked up. But if you do this shit consistently and commit for a year, you could go on vacation for an entire week, not do anything, not track anything, not work out, and that's still less than one percent or. Less than 2%, 1, yeah, less than 1%. I, I want to keep talking about this because <laughs> yeah.
2: I get this like same issue a lot because to me and probably you, us being coaches and even maku you probably see this with the clients that you have. Like we say, see things so clearly because obviously we've done it for a long time, work with so many people, seeing the same patterns. It's easy for us to say like, you're fucking up here, here and here and here. This is so clear to us. How do you translate that to your clients? Like um, if they're really not understanding it or if they're coming from the same mindset that we do, like. No, no, no. I have to be 100%. I have to be 200% right now. Like, Easier for you about to say.
0: Easier for you to say. You're in shape. You know I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So, like, how do you address that? Yeah. Um, I would say like empathy, bro. It's been like a fucking superpower. Um, like I said, yo, in the beginning, I literally listen to people for a living. Like I get, I learn about what people respond to, what type of leadership they respond to, just hearing their problems. And when people feel understood, they kind of, when or when people feel like you understand their problems more than they do, they allow you to, they give you permission to solve them. So, it's like. Literally just listening to the feedback people give me and like just kind of empathizing with them. Even though, like, I work with mostly men and you would think they want the tough guy, like drill sergeant type of approach. Yo, a lot of them, it's just like, look, man, I've been in your shoes. Yo, they, yo, I drink, I do this, I eat out. And they're like, oh, really? Like, they don't, they don't know that. So just kind of like relating to them and empathizing and like, hey, man, I understand where you're coming from and this, that, and the third, but this is what we got to do better. And when it's not this, oh, this guy is just telling me what to do that can come across bad abrasive and very like, oh, you think you're above me type shit. But if I I kind of bring it down like, yo, I'm speaking directly to you because I've been in your shoes, they respond a lot better to that. So I don't know, that's just what's worked for me.
2: So for a younger coach listening to this, can you teach empathy what did you study and, and like what's kind of like your process like say you meet a new person what are you trying to get to know about them and then how do you address how you coach them after that um, you don't have to get too like know. into your intake but yeah, like yeah yeah that's
0: know. a good question I mean I'm trying to think like I always feel like I'm naturally been that. like I come in I ask questions like I'd rather talk about you. Like this for me is weird, man. You're you guys are asking me to talk about myself and that's <laughs> yeah, not something I do a lot. It's the hardest like, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Like I'm going to come in, I'm going to ha- ask you a question, ask you, you know what I mean? That's just how I operate. So that's kind of more natural and I've always been that way, but I would say like a good book to read is How to Win Friends and Influence People. You may have mm-hmm. read that. Yeah. Um Dale you're in Carnegie. sales? Yeah. Dale Carnegie. If you those are timeless principles. Yep. Like that's not some I know that
2: book was written in like the 1920s or some I shit. I haven't but, read it. So what's the main like takeaway?
0: Yeah. Um just just like not make it about yourself, you know? That I think one's actually a
1: story, I think. If you read through it, it kind of yeah. uses a person as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot like of a stories. Leader. Yeah, there's a lot of stories about it. Um, and you could see them implementing empathy, just being a better leader. Yeah. And one of the one of the bigger things was whenever I write something out, I count the yous and the i's.
0: Mm. If it's for it's somebody, it's I'll mm. be
1: like, oh, I'm saying i too much. Or mm. we, or, you know, us. Say you mm-hmm. right? them focus if it's a thank you for sure you even like a greeting card you i'll put i in the beginning maybe um i'm lucky to have you in my life and then it'll be all about them mm-hmm. after
0: that and even that is about them that i'm lucky to have you in my life yeah. you're saying i but because you have to and them it's focus, still about yeah. them yeah, it's yeah. Fo- they I love that. It. They love. yeah yeah people want to feel heard and understood people want to feel like you care you know what i mean so you i mean you've heard that expression like you know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care I think that's what it is cuz a lot of people just just be talking shit like a lot, especially in fitness it's always like yo you got to do this and i see a lot of content like that it's very polarized yo you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that and it's all coming from this place of like yo i can't relate to you like i'm just up here and i you know i don't really like that i don't vibe with that but um yeah like the how to win friends and influence people i would say the main point is just like being more empathetic like they got a bunch of different like stories and points to how you go about that and like little strategies like remembering people's names remembering facts about them I should probably reread it, but um, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a good resource.
1: Yeah. Also, you know? Emotional Intelligence yeah. 2.0, if you read that one. I think Neil still has my copy. <laughs> I want it back. But uh, yeah, I had that book uh, given to me when I was the facility administrator over at Davida and they gave me a whole bunch of books to read. I go, what's, what's this about? It's about being a better leader. And I read through it. I go, wow, that impacted my life so much. To where I carried it over into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So, with what do you call your
0: coaching brand? I call it Scarlet Mass because it was Mass. something I started with my boy back when we were in school. Yeah, and are you? Yeah, yeah, and are you? Yeah, so yeah. it was like people resonate with the name. It, I don't even like label it that much. <laughs> I probably should be better with the branding aspect of it. The branding, kind of like, yeah, people working important. with me, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> like that's just what it is. But um, yeah.
1: So with Scarlet Mass, where do you see that going? In the future. Yeah,
0: I definitely want to get to a point where like I'm not the one doing everything because it's just like wearing a lot of different hats Can be exhausting and I'm sure you felt that like yo, You just gave the example of I run the gym. I'm here. I got the, all of the equipment. I'm mopping the floors So that can be very exhausting, but I definitely want to get to a point where like you I have like assistant coaches under me I teach them all right. Here's how I coach I want you to kind of take the same mm-hmm. type of approach and coach these guys or however you see fit <laughs> maybe have a guy doing the sales calls because that takes a lot of time or like reaching out to people so I can focus on the content, growing the brand, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. So, so I'm for, still coaching. Yeah, but, I want to cut you off. Yeah. But I want
2: to make sure we get at this. Um, so, for the people watching, maybe people that want to start their online coaching or their new business, can you talk a little bit about maybe what a day in your life looks like or like your daily tasks that you're saying that you want to learn how to delegate or that you need to delegate? Yeah,
0: it's good because you should do a time audit to know what you should like give to somebody else. But um, day in the life, I wake up. I like to go to the gym first thing in the morning. Um, yeah. I'll take <laughs> um i like to, yeah i'll take one i'll go to the gym first thing in the morning because i like to bookend my days like i'm not i don't like to work out in the evening because it's just too crowded but it's like if i can just get this shit out the way then i can work the rest of the day and
2: clients don't bother you in the morning either yeah if you up yeah. early enough yeah you're yeah. <laughs> not
0: disturb right in the morning oh for sure <laughs> um so yeah go to the gym first thing in the morning come back eat whatever then i start my day and it just depends on the day because my check-ins like I do like a half hour zoom call with all my clients and it may be spread out throughout the course of the week but yo like Monday for I'll give you guys a Monday example like all right Monday is the start of the week I'm gonna text every client yo what are you struggling with or here's the intentions for the week like it may be personalized hey I noticed this is off like what's going on here so I'll just kind of text check in with everyone people will respond periodically may have a couple check-ins then Monday I may do like well I do this every day but I like reach out to people I'll send a certain amount of like messages to people so on Facebook I'll yo man I noticed it was your birthday just wanted to wish you a happy birthday kind of thing people appreciate that so it's like I'm getting in their algorithm they're gonna see my content and they kind of like like the personalized approach um, you know following up with leads that maybe said they were interested maybe they filled out an application fell off somewhere in the process past clients past leads whatever it is just outreach type shit and then um, content creation so I'm gonna try like batching my content for the week maybe take two or three hours where I'm like, all right, I'm going to batch my content for the week so I can spend the rest of the time on delivery or messenger, if that makes sense. So and every day is different, but I do the same like three or four things every day. Like in tomorrow, for example, I'm like, all right, let me batch my email sequence for the week. Cause I'm gonna send out four emails to my email list this week. It's like, let me just put four on like, ma- I have MailChimp. So it's like, all right, let me Monday, this is going to go out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, whatever day it is. All right, these are these the emails I'm gonna send out and then it's automated. So that's just like, a day to day kind of thing And then yo Thursdays Like I got like 10 check ins Back to back So there's not much time For the other shit That I'm talking about That I'm doing like on a Monday Cause that that's priority sense. Yeah Yeah you gotta like Make sure your guys Are getting results You know so That's um It really just depends on the day But it's like the same Three or four things Every day if that makes sense
2: So what do you do When you're bored Of all of that so like you're going, you're locked in maybe a couple of weeks, everything's on point. You wake up one day, training is, is horrendous and you go home and you're like, oh, I got to get on the laptop now. How do you attack that day? When I'm, when, when you're I'm down on, bad, when I'm down bad, do you Cause have things been in to do.
0: yo, and like as humans, we have emotions, right? So it's like, yo, you can't just be this robot. I've had times where I'm like, yeah, I'm going through like personal shit or like, yeah, I'm not having the best month sales wise. it's just like all this shit on your mind. I don't know. I just, I kind of make it not about me. I mean, that's how I like handle the situation. It's like, um, I heard somebody say this where it's like, if you're ever in a bad mood, just do something nice for like an elderly person. Like you've never felt bad, like helping your neighbor take her groceries in if she's like an elderly yeah. woman. So I'll get on the call and they're like happy to see me. It's like whatever is on my mind that day, yo, they get on the call, they're happy to see me and they're like venting about their personal shit. I'm like, damn, I just held a space for that person. Yeah, I love what I do, right? So it could be like the busiest day, but if I just not make it about me and what whatever's going on in my mind that I'm struggling with, or is a personal problem. I just kind of offload it and I'm like, focus on them. If you're just present with them, that's kind of how I handle it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's just like it, how
2: I approach it. It know? does because yeah. with how we operate and I, I know we all agree with this. When you are all in on positive things, yeah. it's, it's like, it, it seems good, but then you become all in on negative things. Oh, you become yeah. all in on, on being down bad and like letting one bad thing being like, all right, this day's a wash. You know, like I missed my three hour workout. This day sucks. I'm just going to, you know, binge eat whatever junk food or whatever because this day doesn't matter anyway. Because it feels better. Yeah, exactly. So I want people to realize like being so extreme on either end of the scale isn't where it's like success is. It's really in the middle. Speed right? and even kill. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. But, I talk to people about that a lot. I'm like, just. Yo, when things are going well, bring it's like being a quarterback. I look at Jalen Hurts. I, know, I keep bringing up the Eagles today, but it's like I look at Jalen Hurts. He's a very even kill guy. Like, yo, when things are going well, yo, slow down. Like, let's focus on next game. And even when things are bad, yo, we got some shit to clean up. Let's just focus on next week. It's just that even kill. Doesn't matter how good or bad things are. It's just yeah, you want to ride right in the middle. You know what I mean? So, well, I, that's how I look
2: at it. At least you know some. So I want to touch on the same point on like when things are going wrong. Um, And what like really comes to my mind when you're talking about this is that you love what you do. So how important is that to you and how do you, how important do you think that is for people that are in your shoes that go through the highs and the lows and, you know, deal with your own stuff and you still want to have a life. Like we're not that old, no family yet. So there's a lot to deal with. How important is it to love what you're building?
0: I think it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is not what everyone would say. I don't think it's like as important as people make it out to be because like i I think I made a post the other day about the gym, and I'm like, I'm to the point now where I've been doing this shit so long it's like boring, you know what I mean? It's the same fucking exercise every day, same shit, you know how to process work, there's nothing exciting about it, and it's like, yo, I don't love the work, I just love the results, so mm-hmm. it's like I think there's that component to it where like even with work or what did you do, but it's a fucking bonus if you actually love what you do, and I think that'll get you through those tough times. you know it's like you you just gotta pick your pick what you want to be driven by, and I think everybody's different. It's like are you gonna be driven by like yeah, I just want to get the results, I want to make this much of my career, I just want to impact these these lives kind of thing, or, yo, I actually generally want to talk to these people, I actually generally love what I do, so I think you can be driven by either or, but I would say it's important, but I don't think it's the most important, because there are a lot of people who are passionate about what they do, and they love what they do, and it's just like, mm-hmm. still not they're still not taking it seriously, you know what I mean? Oh, that's just how I look at it, you know? i I think we
2: both look at it the same way
1: i think the other other way i see it too is um, i'm sure you heard the man who loves walking will go further than the man who just wants to get to his destination i agree with that he's just gonna keep going because that brings that point of i don't love the work but i love the results and if you keep getting results you're gonna keep putting in the work then
0: yeah it's a positive feedback loop and i always tell my guys that Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: They got to see the difference where they came from and be reminded, be like, look, when you started with me, you weren't even walking a quarter mile a day or getting in X amount of steps. Now it's it's light work for you. Mm-hmm. That's your active recovery day. That's what you do to rest, mm-hmm. you know, and that hypes them up because, oh, I'm working out hard in the gym. He's telling me to do active recovery. You weren't even doing the active recovery before you were with me.
0: Yeah, now yeah. you're getting all, like, up in arms about, yeah, I gave you a rest day or an active recovery. And I was I was going to say, like, I'm sure you have that vision casting with your clients, too. Dude, when you came in here, you couldn't even touch your toes. Now look at you, kicking a soccer ball fucking half a yeah. mile. Look at you. You're running a half a mile in this time. You know, it's like yeah. you got to remind people where they've come so they can, like, acknowledge yeah. the results because sometimes they get so locked in and they're so present that they're pissed off that they didn't lose a pound this week. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, you realize you couldn't even, like you said, walk a quarter of a mile yeah. before. So it's like... Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. And for we're sure.
2: not saying this because we're all coaches in the room. It's more like we all have coaches ourselves. Yeah, So it's, coaches, it's, yeah. it's whether you have a coach <laughs> or someone that acts as an older sibling or a mentor, like you need that voice to keep you accountable and, and in line, no matter what level you're at, because there's always someone above you. Yeah. And I, I never realized how important that was until I got to the other side, you know, like as I was an athlete and I was being coached by all these coaches and I'm like, why did what that guy said to me like still stick? And then (laughs) as soon as I started coaching people, I was like, ah, that's why. Like Mm. if they actually listen and you resonate with them and you listen to them and see them for who they are, like you can really make a difference. And I can see now like how how important that is. Yeah,
1: especially when you make that connection. I think in this era and time, it becomes more difficult to connect with people on a level that's not superficial. Authentic social media. media? Is So where you going with that? Yeah. Because I've noticed that, I would just say this on on DMs, right? Mm -hmm. People that have maybe met me once in person, will be in my DMs. We're talking, but then when it comes to seeing them in person, it's very awkward. Oh, for sure. Instead of you know, just being naturally and flowy as we would be on the phone, Mm -hmm. it's weird. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why, but I'll be the one trying to approach it and have the conversation with you I've known you for a while yeah yeah, and yeah. Too. so yeah. it's it's natural but I could almost imagine if I brought on someone to the podcast as an entrepreneur that only knows me through Instagram or Facebook yeah how awkward it would be in person but it's okay for me because I can because you can do that you got a mouthpiece yeah yeah you yeah, can do that yeah. yeah. in sales
3: <laughs> <But> <laughs> I know what you mean though yeah so
1: yeah. to that aspect to this generation taking you now what advice would you give to somebody that's trying to pursue what you're doing?
0: Um, what advice would I give? I would say, like, be authentic to your message. Like, you got to know who you're talking to. I think there's a lot of, especially with the younger crowd, there's a lot of, okay. And I, I take, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to come across like I'm hating because I, I was telling my boy yesterday, I worked out with him. I'm like, yo, these young guys know what they're doing with the content. Like, they know what they're doing. They know how to get the views. They know what angles to do. They know how to put together a good hook that gets people, like, locked in. They know how to get views, but it's like you don't want to just keep riding trans, riding trans and chasing metrics that you lose your your vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you don't want to just go after the vanity stuff. So I would say, like, know who you want to serve. Right. Like, I I've messed around with a bunch of different niches and I was like, I settled on formal. I settled on former athletes because that's something I can speak to. I know a lot of people have gone through that. Yo, it's to the point where I got high school friends reaching out because they've seen the growth. Like they remember when I was a seventy pound kid. And, um, now I'm where I'm at. And they're like, "Yo, if he can do it, I can do it." Kind of thing, right? So know who you want to serve and make sure it's a a market that you actually want to serve instead of trying to speak to everyone because mm-hmm. you're gonna end up speaking to no one. So I'd say that's number one. And then um, yeah, just be authentic about it. Like don't lose yourself trying to get clicks type of thing. Cause I see that shit a lot with the younger guys. Man, they're like, they're It's like they're doing a good thing so i don't knock them for it i think they're bringing a positive message but i could tell maybe you're losing yourself in the process of trying to get views and trying to get clicks and all that you know
1: they don't know your brand it's not clear what your
0: brand. yeah it's not clear what you stand for or against so i could
1: resonate with that because at some point when tiktok started becoming popular and it kind of dug deep in me and bothered me they go oh atalanta yeah that tiktok
0: gym Oh, we talked about this, bro. I don't, uh, I don't like that. i don't never heard
2: don't about like this. That. Can you, can you talk like more that. about, like about it? i never TikTok heard this. I've I got heard something that. to say,
0: man. I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> when I heard that,
1: I go, it's 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 not a TikTok gym. But yeah, the people that do train here use TikTok and make reels. But we do have some serious athletes here that compete. Well, where where did you hear gym, this from? From just a day passer.
2: Oh, they're like, oh, you so asked them, busy. like, why are you here? And they'd be like, like oh, it's a TikTok gym. Yeah. Oh, it's a
1: TikTok gym wait, what? <laughs> that's not the brand that I built. And mm-hmm. thankfully enough, that was just one person that said that. But imagine the ears that it reached before even coming into the gym. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't to Adelante, the TikTok gym mm-hmm. or that's the view. If it even hit or they thought of it that way with one person, how many other people thought that way? Yeah. So then I was just not against it, that people make videos. There's tripods all over the place. Yeah, and that's all that. cool. That's fine. But they also see the serious side where, yeah, no, nah, they're putting up big weight. Yeah, no, nah, they're prepping for a competition. Most yeah. people that come in here compete.
0: Yeah, it's like a it's, hobby, but they compete. You used a phrase when I talked. Remember, I remember we had this conversation one day. I came in the gym, yeah. you were there. You gave it a phrase. I don't remember what it was, but you're like, "Yo, people." You were basically saying, "Yo, people come here to work. Like, this is not."
1: This is a training facility. Yeah, there you go. Training this facility. Isn't, yeah, you know, a social club. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, there is a social aspect to it. That's of course, the whole club mentality. The Adelante Barbell Club right? You pay member dues. It's not a retro fitness. It's not a crunch. You know, you're not doing it casually. You're doing it to train and to excel. And everybody in that community is building each other up. Mm-hmm. We're all headed towards getting stronger, right? Getting more condition, bettering ourselves. Maybe you're having a bad day. You just want to lift weight. Mm-hmm. That's what people are in there for, right? And you could have someone that's a complete stranger supporting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That's cool. For
0: you. That's always cool. That's mad cool.
1: That's mm-hmm. that's what we started off as. And Community. I think we still, yeah, continue to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. So I want to ask both of you, and, and maybe I can touch on my business as well. Mm-hmm. What are the, let's go with three, one to three values that your business represents and where you got them from. Because you kind of just, we both, you both kind of went there, but I want you to pinpoint like, I want Adelante to represent this, this, and this. Yeah. And it kind of shows in what you just said, but can you touch on that?
1: Yeah, so we actually had a team meeting where, we went over that. Let me pull it up because
0: I don't know by heart. Shame on I
2: only me. want to bring this up because <laughs> that's like,
0: funny. Because I was, I was thinking to say that I don't know much <laughs> like,
2: on, <laughs> on the topic that Dallas is talking about with like uh younger coaches not knowing the direction to go and kind of losing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you start a business, you need to know what it stands for, yeah, mm-hmm. otherwise and otherwise it's, it's watered down, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But it can change though. I think that's for what sure. people like for to sure. your point. I, I know that's not what you're implying, but it's like, yo, that shit can change. You could stand for some shit today and then be like. Yeah, I wasn't really messing with that. Like, I want to do, go a different direction, But you have to stand for something. Like, well, you as you to, evolve as whatever yeah. CEO
2: and owner, like that will change too. Right?
0: <laughs> of course, yeah.
1: I found it. So in our team meeting, this was back in May, we discussed core values. I gave them a list. They picked out their top top five and then I dwindled it down to three. And then we picked three from everybody. So the top three would be discipline, passion, and teamwork. And I think that really speaks to Adelante Barber Club a lot because you could see the people that are disciplined. We have that 5 a.m. crew that comes in. We have the 7 a.m. crew that comes in. They trickle in throughout the day. I had Mm -hmm. someone come in and say, yo, it's a slow day. I go, yeah, but you didn't see what happened at five. Right, right, right. Or seven or nine. Mm -hmm. Or what's gonna happen at 9 Mm p.m. or 11 p.m. They're still getting into work, but I don't really care for that if it's all packed at one time. The other part is the the teamwork aspect. We have that saying on our website, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. It's an African proverb. And then the other piece there, this one we had to debate on a little bit, the passion.
2: Why? Why did well, you debate about that's it? That's interesting.
1: I I went with that one with our, our team core values. It wasn't one of my top three. but. You could see the passion that people have for a sport that doesn't even pay.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Right? Mm.
1: Bodybuilding arguably would probably pay you something, right? You get what, 200, 500 bucks for winning first place or whatever. But powerlifting, unless you're a pro in the pro series, you're not getting a check for Mm -hmm. getting first place.
0: You pay to play, yeah.
1: But, and then it's, um, I think, more of a me versus me type mentality where Mm -hmm. you're just looking for personal growth. Mm-hmm. So you got to be passionate about something that's not even gonna, mm-hmm. you know, reward you with a monetary value or anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get likes, maybe you get followers mm-hmm. and all that. But you got to be passionate about it. And I think the community of Adelante Barber Club—they're passionate about what they do and what they bring to the gym and about where they train. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I and mean, you can see that in the culture. Like the all, the whole reason somebody called that a TikTok gym stemmed from the fact that you built a culture on passion. You know what I mean? Because the people who are doing the shit like that in your gym, and and I would say, yeah, I would argue, it's probably good marketing, right? Like, I know you don't like the connotation that comes along with it, but yeah, it's business bringing people in, right? It's good. I know you don't want to be remembered that way in terms of your legacy, but um, it stems from passion because people are passionate about it. And those people align with your values enough as a business owner and as a gym to come in and say, let me try them out. So,
1: no, your core values.
0: Oh, yeah i'm gonna be to piggyback off here hit you with the corporate (laughs) talk no but um i would definitely say communication as well because i tell every single client like day one like look i'm here for you i'll do anything you need within reason obviously but like yeah take off your shirt (laughs) we need a thumbnail right (laughs) um but it's like yo with this being remote because yo most of my clients are in cali texas arizona it's like I need you to show up like I can't do the work for you you have to communicate if I text you respond if we're doing weekly calls you got to get on the calls you know what I mean like just if something's not working communicate you know what I'm saying like so I'm real big on that and I'm gonna do the same if something's not working like I'm gonna let you know what's up I'm gonna give you the tough love if you need it I'm gonna be here be the cheerleader when you're doing things right kind of thing um secondly i would say it's like doing right by the client and this is all on the spot because i haven't like really thought about this which is probably a bad thing right no
1: but (laughs) but um it's authentic
0: yeah true 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 um all right there thanks thanks for giving my third point (laughs) (laughs) authenticity yes sir yes sir um what was i saying uh damn what was my second point (laughs) i forgot uh i just said it yeah so we got communication communication Oh, doing right by the client doing Like, right the client. yo, I've had clients and, and this is It just is what it is Like, yeah, I make people sign a contract But it's like Yo, if people ever want to get out the contract I'm never like Yeah, I'm not going to do this I'm going to take this court. Like, I'm like, me right, six man.
2: months up front first and then yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm always like Look, man, if you're not feeling it There's something I'm doing wrong I got to fix that Or if it wasn't a good fit Let's talk about it Let's just have communication about it Don't just ghost Yeah, I'll let Yeah, that's fine I'll refund you for whatever Like, I'll let you just like stop you know For whatever reason If it's not a fit and do that So yeah. And if it is You always just want to do right by the client So And then that Gives you a good reputation Because even if Even if clients Ghost off Or they're just not with you anymore At least they're not talking shit about you At least yeah. they're like Like I've had people That stopped working with me Because it wasn't a good fit But they'll still send me a referral I'm like oh okay That means that I did right by the client And I'm happy yeah. with that I can sleep well at night Knowing that And then um Third You gave me my third point Oh the authenticity That's Is authenticity, like yeah. Um I think authenticity of like I think I have I'm in a mastermind with a lot of coaches who do what I I do and there's a lot of things that are very like formulaic like very systemized and I think you should systemize things if you want to scale but you don't want to use that lose that human element like the sales process is very robotic like yo scripted ask questions and this and that like once I learned the principles of those questions, like, all right, we want to ask this for this reason, I stopped using a sales script. Like when I talk to people, it's just a normal conversation, like how we're talking right now. And then, yo it feels more natural. So even with the coaching process, it's not like, hey, week one, we have to talk about this. And week four, you should be here. It's like, yeah, that's a guideline. That's an outline. But it's like, yeah, I want to guide you authentically through what you need, because everybody learns at different rates. Everybody's going to progress at different rates. So that's just how I operate as a coach. And Maybe it makes things harder to scale, but at least I'm happy with how like the delivery aspect is, you know. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: it's all you now.
0: Wish your <laughs> three. Yeah, you uh, have time to think I,
2: I try to in everything that I do and like how I carry myself. I just use these three for everything. And I constantly remind myself of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is integrity. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep my word to myself first. That's a good one. And make yeah, sure. If I do that, then I can keep my word to other people. I think about this stuff a lot. I'm going to send you a list. I'm going to text you a list. I'm going to text you a list so you can work on it. I and that could be on part, that. Of, part of your your, yeah, right. your brand. And yeah, you can yeah, even yeah.
1: have your client calls and say, hey, these are the core values that uh, I believe in. And if it aligns, it right, right, will be right, a right. good fit. Not if it doesn't, real. I got someone that
0: will work well with you who doesn't have integrity hey here's a no integrity guy you can work with go ahead I'm sorry to cut you
2: off (laughs) Um, yeah integrity I I feel like people struggle because uh, they can't make the promises that they give to themselves so like how do you build trust off that Like I'm not gonna trust you if you tell me you're gonna if your actions don't match your words, Mm -hmm. and the same with me. I'm not gonna trust myself if my actions don't match my words. Mm -hmm. If I tell people I'm this person or if I do this job or uh, I'm gonna wake up early and go to the gym, if I don't do that, I'm I'm not gonna build confidence in myself ever. So for me, that's that's a huge one. Integrity. Um, Next one is intention. So making sure everything I'm doing i'm there and it's like it has a purpose and i'm spending time where i want to spend time and if i don't want to be there i remove myself from the situation because what's the point mm-hmm. if you have no intention with what you're spending your time on or how you carry yourself or what you do with your day then you're the the hourglass is the sand is going mm-hmm. you know so what's the point point? and you do a better job mm-hmm. it's the same thing as saying you know you got to love what you do and be passionate about what you, what you do um you're gonna go longer and you're gonna go further than other people that don't you know that can't endure that mm-hmm. because you feel that intention with it uh the last one is impact so what i can leave you know beyond my death like what 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 how do i how is Josel carried on the people that i've worked with or the lives that i've touched or in my family i want to make sure that's something positive whether my name is attached to it or not i want some kind of impact when i'm gone
0: that was a, fucking that was a great he three. killed us he killed <laughs> he <should>. us <laughs>
1: You should write those down. <laughs> we can no, replay have, it back. We can run it back. We can run it back. I mean, this kind of he leads killed me, us, man. exactly. Yeah, um
2: body this. I had to make myself look good. That's why I opened with a question. Yeah. I had it all thought out. It was strategic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, no. This leads to the question: Like, how do you want to be remembered? What kind of legacy do you want to leave, Dallas? Even yeah. beyond your business, beyond powerlifting, yeah. as you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely want people to remember. You as just a, yeah a good dude. Like everybody, everybody says that. But um. I don't know That's a
2: good dude to you Yeah Like I
0: Yeah yeah, Like I don't I don't want anybody to feel like Or to ever Speak on me When I'm gone And be like Yeah that dude was a fucking dick Or he was an asshole Like Yeah I was always a good dude And not nice In the people pleasing sense But yo he was generous Yo he did the right thing Like he Looked out for me Cause you know There's times I look out for people And it's like I don't have to And And it's vice versa People look out for me And they don't have to And it's like I want to be remembered As one of those people And it's like Not always putting the money first And like obviously Yeah we all run businesses So we gotta do that But just I feel like those small gestures Of like Yeah you could have done A cash grab But you looked out for somebody Like people remember Shit like that So I always want to make Those types of impacts On people like Even just with Friends I have Women You're dating It's just like I always want you to remember This as a good interaction and not a bad one Like even if it falls off And there's nothing To come from it It's like You can never look back At this time and saying like Yo this dude was a dick Or this dude was an asshole You know what yeah. I mean So yeah That's that's just kind of How I carry myself In every interaction Like whether it be Friends, business, whatever It's just family I always want everybody To look back and just say I had a positive experience With this person mm-hmm. So even if there's Confrontation you know Cause you're gonna have Confrontation with people You love and people You fuck with It's just Alright do we handle that The best way possible right. So yeah I just wanna be able To sleep well at night You know <laughs> so that's just kind of what how I look
2: at it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like um, the way you talk about these things, like you're you're really downplaying it because you put it so simple, but it's so uh, it's like such a strong message of doing the right thing, and it's you say it in such yeah. an easy way that like as you're talking, I'm like oh, I gotta do the right thing, do the right yep. thing, do the yeah. right thing.
0: I don't that's how my brain works on uh, simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication right yeah
2: yeah,
1: yeah. and doing the right thing is yeah. always
0: the right thing yeah. did
2: you did you pick that up from anywhere like your Somewhere parents or like siblings role models
0: <laughs> my grandma i was raised by my grandma right yeah i got a crazy childhood right you know my parents was you know they were <laughs> they would there was a certain way right there's a lot i ain't gonna put their business out there but yeah my i would wasn't living with my parents after 10 years old so my my grandma raised me. She was looking out. She kind of saw the situation that was going on. She said, "I'm gonna take custody of him." So ever since then, just raised my grandma from ten till now. It was like she always she stood on business. That's
2: mm-hmm. what
0: she did. Mm-hmm. Stood on ten. Yeah, she was real. So uh, very generous person. She don't take shit from nobody. She like four four nine four ten. <laughs> she don't take shit from nobody though. But she's very like authentic. She's very always gonna be herself. She's not gonna like change her personality or change who she is for anybody. It's just But she always going to do the right thing. And she always showed me like, yo, this is how you should move in the world. Even though she couldn't give me business insight or like insight to football or insight to certain things. Or even just as a man, like not having a strong male role model in my life. She wasn't able to give me those types of insights. But she did give me a lot of like morals that I can stand on now. And just like having different mentors now, I kind of see the parallels. I'm like, oh, grandma was on to something. Even though she was just speaking on what she knew. And I'm hearing it like people I look up to. And I'm kind of just... You know how you got like different types of mentors and role models and you don't take everything that they stand for, but you kind of connect the dots of like different people you fuck with and like, all right, it's how I'm going to form my ide- ideology. So that's kind of what happened there. Mm. So yeah, I would say grandma first and then just that caused me to seek out different role models and different content or, you yeah, know, I'm trying to find out answers because of things I've lacked in my childhood. So I'm looking at different books, different content and just looking for the right types of people. So it was
2: all about the the mentors and the role models for sure. I really appreciated mm-hmm. when Daryl did this for me, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it for you. If you had a message that you wanted to say to your grandma, I'll tell her to the camera. Right yeah. now.
0: I love you, Grandma. You're the best. You saved my life, man. I was going, I was going to die out there. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. But <laughs> um, no, nah, my grandma actually saved me from, um, saved me from abuse, saved me from like a drug infested type of childhood, alcoholism, like just. Anything you name, like being homeless, like, these real things I dealt with as a kid. So it's like, Grandma, you, you took a chance, on me. I appreciate you, and I love you to death for it. And I'm going to make sure you see it. I,
1: I know where we're going to go with this, and the challenge goes even deeper. Would you call her right now and tell her that
0: Yeah. live? Yeah, sure. She might be asleep. It's 7.30. It's past her bedtime.
2: My mom didn't pick up my call, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll hold this up
2: for you. I feel like we're on the Joe Budden
0: podcast right now. <laughs> Y'all yeah, gonna see this is gonna be so funny. Uh, Joe Budden always calls like the, the messages. I'm gonna put it on speaker.
1: Yeah, you can put that one on here.
0: She probably do not even know what a podcast is. I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna do a podcast.
2: Radio, radio show.
0: I'm on the radio right now. <laughs> Worldwide.
1: I'm on Hot 97
0: hey hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> hey grandma
3: hey.
0: hey grandma how are you i'm good how you doing you about to go to bed ain't you it's 7 30 no, past your no, bedtime no no not,
3: no no i'm not i uh can't go to bed right now i uh had a late well i went out to breakfast no wait first what did i do <laughs> yeah. I went out. To, uh, I went out to a breakfast for a political campaign, mm-hmm. and Diane's um, niece, uh, Valerie, uh, took me. Okay. Yeah, she's in. She's into politics, and um, sh- she had uh, tickets for the breakfast. You know where you go, and they they ask you to vote for him and all that jazz. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. You know, they try to get the votes. You know how it is,
3: right? It, it, and and it was it was the breakfast was very good. The people were were nice. It was a, it was a good uh, campaign. It was it was nice, mm-hmm. but but it was for Gloucester County. It was it was a Gloucester County. We live in Camden County. We sure do. Uh,
0: yeah,
3: this was. This was Gloucester.
0: Yeah, we don't like and, them. And,
3: and I thought, uh, huh, what?
0: No, nah, I'm kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go <laughs> you ahead.
3: don't like them? Yeah, we don't fuck with them. <laughs> well, maybe I do, because I think they do a bang-up job.
0: Bang-up job. Not like candy. Yeah, I
3: think they No, right, exactly. I mean, when I first moved over here, I used to, g- to go to the Clos- Gloucester Library and the Senior Center and all that jazz. I didn't know. Because I thought I lived in Gloucester. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the first five years or so, I didn't even pay taxes for camping. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Somebody told me I lived in Gloucester. Anyway. That's nasty
0: work, Grandma. That's nasty work. <laughs> I
3: know. So... um Anyway, yeah, they 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 do they do a bang up job. They they have lots of information, lots of programs, and you know they they keep their place up. You know what I mean? They they clean a yard and stuff. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
3: But it's not like hey. over here. Not like over not here. Like- I, I don't even call the senior center here or go there anymore because they never they don't know nothing. They don't do nothing, but they get a lot of money. <laughs> They
0: they they get a lot of money, but I don't know who's who's taking the money and putting it in their pocket, but you know what we call that? You know where I'm from? Yeah. We call that highway robbery. Oh we call that highway <laughs> that's highway robbery. Tax. 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 <laughs> they taxing. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> but um girl, Hey girl. Grandma, I'm on I'm on the, I'm on a podcast. I don't know if you know what that is, so I'm gonna say, look, I'm on the radio right now. I'm on hot ninety seven <laughs> with Funk Flex. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted You know They asked me The the kind and gracious host Asked me If I had to give a message to you What it would be And it was that I love you And I appreciate you For saving my life You know Taking me out of my situation In my childhood And I know I tell you this all the time And you downplay it And you don't take the credit for it But you know I appreciate what you've done for me And just wanted to let you know that Oh
3: Thank you That's sweet I wish I could have done more
0: could have done me you done more than enough <laughs> so sweet. Listen, listen grandma I'm, we, we're, we're recording this right now i'm gonna call you later but i just wanted to let you know that
3: oh is sweet oh thank you i was thinking of yes thank you very much you but i'm doing
0: fine yet. okay I, i'll talk to you all later right. okay all right grandma Bye-bye. i'll talk to you <laughs> she's so sweet yeah she's so sweet su- that's so sweet <laughs> you think, like the old the old person ramble like just that, like she you know, got on the phone made just her like day. yeah, yeah. That, that made her and day and she though. couldn't
2: sleep too so it yeah, was a perfect yeah. time it was meant, you were meant to call her and, yeah, I'm, and I'm thinking appreciate when she said
1: breakfast that. i was like you just had breakfast <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah man the shout, old out, grandma. shout just, out grandma just yeah, talking shout
0: about this grandma. You know, the, the Gloucester and this and that. just old people shit, man. Like
1: that, you know, that that honestly probably made her day or of talked it did. off. Yeah. Because the same thing with my parents. And if they don't hear from me like my whole week and whatnot, and I just give them a call, they're so ecstatic. I don't even care what they have to say. Just talking anything. to them. Just talking Holding to them. space. Yeah. And even then, I'm it was like, up. yes, last night. Eric, would would your brother Jorge? I got a
0: question for y'all too Yeah, but
1: but he was like uh, I got a call while I was hanging out with your brother and uh, Adam and it was my dad asking about oh, your mom's Facebook isn't working on her phone (laughs) (laughs) and I go I I just had to fix it the other day what's going on, when she clicks it's not opening up so now I'm going okay, how can I explain this to them as easily as possible that they're going to get it And it's going to work for them. So delete the app and all that. I was like, okay, you want to go to her homepage where all those little square icons are? You see that F for Facebook? Press and hold it. Don't let go. Press and hold it until a menu comes up. Long story short, Jorge is just amazed at the patience that I had with that. Because Mm -hmm. I can't see what they're doing. And then it worked. And just hearing my dad's voice and my mom's voice afterwards, how happy they were that it was working I was able to do that over the phone and was patient with them that Patience. probably made their day for sure and my dad's coming off of work too like he, he's like freaking yeah. 10 hour shift as a mail carrier he's mm-hmm. tired Yeah. last thing he wants to hear is his wife going my Facebook's not working call Mike <laughs> I like I'm just trying to eat dinner woman
0: <laughs> Some old school shit right there
1: But yeah man That, that literally Will make their day yeah. Call
0: your
2: loved ones Yeah Call your loved and ones that,
0: I'm going to ask y'all something too Because I think with what we do We're very front facing We have to talk to people all day We have to be High energy Yeah, you know, if you're going through some shit You gotta You gotta hold it down And talk to your people Like yo you're You got clients all day and They're not there for you You're there for them You know what I mean Like obviously there's a human element to it. Do you guys ever find that With what you do it can be mentally and emotionally drained. Do you ever find it hard to keep up with family and friends?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love talking about this because yeah. it's so funny.
0: You, you go, I gotta go Yeah.
2: Yeah, me being me, I'm not. I'm not really the most extroverted person. I guess there's situations where I like being extroverted around the right people. You right. know, like protecting my, my peace and my time and my energy. So. It's yeah important. it's draining for sure like I've been this week I coached every day um, mm. sometimes 30 players at a time sometimes that's a lot man you know 4 players sometimes uh, 10 you know different ages and um, obviously interacting with coaches is another thing like interacting with staff and I'm not the most social person so yeah it's definitely draining
0: I would never know that yeah talking, i mean, it's my second I mean. interaction with you yeah.
2: like, so I, I have to kind of gauge again going back to the habits like I have to gauge how much you know, social time have I had with other people that aren't, you know, from like work related and how much time have I had for myself Yeah. and how can I fit in, you know, time for my friends so if I hit up my buddies to golf, like at least I could talk to them and catch up for an hour if I'm driving, can I call my mom? Just like little things like that Mm -hmm. um, are huge. But, yeah i think it's with anybody in your life like Mm -hmm. if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend it's just showing them that they are still a priority and you're so busy and you're taking the time to talk to them that's how important they are yeah because you talk to people all day long and you're tired and you're drained and and so many things are happening and i think it's important to make them realize that you're important to them Mm -hmm. and make that time for them
0: yeah and the right people will respond the way you just said Mm -hmm. right oh my god i'm so happy to hear from you i know you had the busiest week it's like, yeah, you know, maybe the wrong people who aren't, like, lo- yo, why didn't you respond? Cut this those time? people off. Please yeah, no. yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, no, I love that answer. Yeah,
1: I, I caught the, uh, I caught the tail end of that. The, um, I think I posted it on, on my IG story. Where shout out to the, uh, what do you call that? Um, low maintenance friends
0: like they get it they understand they get it you're busy just you're out getting get yours it, I don't got cause time cause they're getting theirs <laughs> yeah they're getting theirs
1: and then when we link it's as if time hasn't even passed right we just picked up where we left off mm-hmm. and then we're also talking ideas mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm kind of alluding to the conversation I had with your brother and uh, Adam Kastner last night and I'll put it on the podcast cause I you know trust you guys with this idea too
0: mm-hmm.
1: what if we took powerlifting to the level of like the NBA, NFL, or even like semi-pro stuff and call it a powerlifting, like make a league of it. Like there's USAPL, there's USBA, mm-hmm. WRPF, but it doesn't really draw a crowd.
0: No. No. Who it's, wants to watch somebody <laughs> lift every It's very binary. Like you either get the lift or you don't. It's not as like, yeah. like yo, basketball, you got a defense, you got all these moves, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Well, God. But I'll bring you guys in on <laughs> yeah. that too um, when we have a meeting about it and just say, hey, how can we make it a spectator sport mm-hmm. and get people to buy in on it? Because it's it's a dope sport, right? We want to mm-hmm. give attention to the lifter. But how do we get more eyes on it?
2: I think we're biased from how long or how focused we are on, like, the field sports. That. Right, 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 <laughs> I'm right, right, <laughs> saying sure. no. i play real sports. I'm saying no. I'm watching the Eagles, <laughs> bro. Watch fuck yeah. I'm not <laughs> trying to
1: be the best at exercising. No. Nah. Yeah. I'll play real sports. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. No, nah, facts. Facts. Right.
1: <laughs> but um i agree I, i'm gonna go back to dallas's question it was uh how do you how do you feel when you don't how have the energy or social energy yeah there? like how yeah. do you fit how that you time t-
2: in for like your friends and family like you are just you know you're being an entrepreneur you're starting new things you're training yourself you're managing the staff you're obviously trying to elevate the business how do you fit in time for obviously nini and, and like your friends like how do you and your family yeah, that's tough
0: too yeah that uh, is uh, tough
1: i mean Definitely making time for your uh, your spouse, uh, Nini, my fiance. Uh, she does work long hours. She does get a good chain of days off, and mm-hmm. when she's off, I try to make it a point to be. That's my day. That's open and free. Mm. But if she has shit to do, like go down to her mom's, go right. help her out, go help her pops. Cool gives me a free day to work on other things. Yeah, right? but when we have time together, it's quality time. Whether it's watching a movie. Snacking on popcorn. Like we'll literally be here on the sky watching the movie That's or what's up. doing a playlist or DJing, teaching her how to DJ. That's just hanging up. out with Mila. It's just quality time. We don't have to be doing anything at all.
0: That's her love language? Quality time? It's quality time. She yeah. likes
1: quality time with me. Um mm-hmm. for me it's it's serving. Like I like to act as service for her. Like, so if I'll she did something
0: a, nice for you, like Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know you had it. Like if the shoes on the day. other foot with like, Yo, you came in, the apartment was clean or the, the house was clean. Like how you did it for her, right? Yeah. I will clean it up for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even then, um, I joke with her other friends that are nurses, and I go, yo, Nini's lucky. She gets a foot massage every night. She comes home from work. Mm -hmm. Because I know her feet are hurting. I've been a tech. I've been on my feet for 12 plus hours. It hurts. You barely sit down. It's like, I'm sure she will appreciate this, Mm -hmm. even if it's only three times a week and whatnot. But yeah, you got to make time for it. And (laughs) I was going to make a joke about how to spend time with uh, the friends and family it's I shoot them a text I'm like yo I'm paying for dinner who's coming? <laughs> yeah I <can laughs> get 20 yeah, I get real Everybody come out Everybody be like psych we split
0: <laughs> Yo like, you fucking bait and switch i like that that's <laughs> nah, disgusting nah, I wouldn't do that <laughs> Nasty work
1: I wouldn't do that it's always a polite fight uh, with the Apple cousins Apple Pay ain't
2: working bro <laughs> I don't Yo, yo, yo
1: Venmo Yo I don't know something's up with Vemo. I don't know Ma's working <laughs> right now so I don't know what's up with yours, bro <laughs> you're so you with Venmo. i don't got you got zell yeah nine times out of ten <laughs> they know i don't got Zell. So, yeah. yo you got Zell? no nah, yeah i'll get you next uh, time uh, I'll get you next time bro uh, i uh, invite yeah. you next time <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's
0: a good one i got to try that one yo pay
1: this yeah pay. i'll <laughs> pay it pay- oh wait i said oh. that oh my bad. Oh. gosh i left my wallet <laughs> yo you got <glad> me <laughs> oh wait you ever saw <laughs> you ever saw this one right there's always that one friend that does this when it's time for the bill to come
0: oh man they're checking the <laughs> they bank i just saw that meme the other day like the, the brightness down so i'm like that's funny as hell and like yo
1: why did you even decide to come out <laughs> yeah
0: well, I, how do you
2: how do you deal with it the, with the whole like social and like family time and friend yeah. time
0: yeah. um i think when i was like in the be like i still consider myself in the beginner stage of business i was very like my ideals have kind of, like, switched a little bit. I was, like, very unapologetic, like, yo, I'll get back when I get back, and, like, yo, I'll keep up with people when I keep up. And then, like, I realized, like, a lot of my friendships were fading off, and just, yo, girlfriends pissed off, and, like, you know, like, I was pissing a lot of people off because I was putting work first. It was, like, kind of necessary, but I could have handled it better, right? So instead of, like, yo, I am the way I am, I'm not changing, I've just kind of been more open to it. Kind of like what you're saying, where it's, like, all right, I'll give this day to people or this evening it's like even if i'm doing something every day it's like i'll plan things with people first like when i go through my schedule my mentor taught me this like he gave me like five steps to like plan a schedule usually yo when we plan our schedules for the week it's probably like work related shit yeah and this is like it blew my mind how he like phrased it it was just like yo plan your fun first because as entrepreneurs as coaches whatever we do it's like fun becomes something that just Kind of makes the cut, yo. If I have time, we'll do a date night. Or if I have time, yeah. we'll do this. If I'm not working late, we'll go out. But it's like, no, make that a priority, and then work everything around it. Yep. And you're still gonna work your, you're still gonna get your shit done. Like, yeah. it's just making it a priority to like keep up with people, and then like just being more organized in terms of. I'm not like the most organized person, so putting shit on my calendar when I'm gonna reach out to certain people, or like setting plans and just stuff like that. So, but yeah, like to what you were saying, like keeping keeping a day or just having a cadence. Well, then I'm gonna call people. Um, just being just being more intentional overall like one of your values intention like just being more intentional when I wasn't intentional about it it got zero attention so now it's like oh I also broke the belief that I can grow my business and still have social relationships with people you know what I mean mm-hmm. I thought it was always one or the other so that kind of locked me into that hole of like yo, I am the way I am I'm grinding right now fuck it like you know yeah. I'll get back to when I when I can but just like kind of creating the space of like oh, shit's not going to burn down if I go out today or do, you know, yeah. keep up with this person or take this phone call that's, like, not on my schedule kind of thing, so, yeah, that's usually Just I being flexible Just being flexible, man Because
1: yeah. Being resourceful is the biggest thing as an entrepreneur um, where you don't necessarily have everything you need but you can figure out how to get it Yeah You can figure out Talking how to make that, that time talk. You can figure out how to fit that in like you said, schedule the fun first, right? You're going to work as hard as you were if you gave that same time anyway, right? Anything that you do will take as long as the time you give it. So if you're programming, I'm giving myself an hour to program. Couldn't take an hour to program. Mm-hmm. Not going to take two, three, whatever hours. I got a paper due tomorrow it's going to take however much time you give it
0: now you talking you, you, yeah,
1: that's that's basically it and you talking, the time man. that you have with people mm-hmm. you know I got a team dinner at 8 so we might have to wrap this up a little bit they're probably wondering where I'm at but when you give time it also shows that when you're doing your thing it shows them how important they are to you mm-hmm. right because everybody in your life is placed strategically and for a reason like for instance when you came out just to do the shoot for the hoodie I'm like man he came out to do the shoot it's cold (laughs) you can see your breath in the video and we had to change locations and the camera guy couldn't make it the initial guy i should have just hired eric (laughs) but
0: (laughs) uh but i said man
1: i brought my camera so we're gonna make it work we made the video work and i think it came out dope that shit was cool
0: yeah i mean
1: and then we just get better from that now that we got eric (laughs) shout out to eric man shout out to eric man he's in the in the background that's really
0: jorge's brother man
1: Jorge's brother making it all work yeah he's 22
0: I know, yeah, I was talking to him before we started. Yeah, and he I looked was, just like him, bro.
1: 22, and I was saying that um, he's far ahead his peers or people his age and what he's doing. Very mature,
0: yeah. He said and he had a podcast. Like, yeah. 17. He had a podcast at 17. Mm-hmm.
1: And that actually alludes me to another question. If you were to take current Dallas and met the 70-pound Dallas, what message would you have for him?
0: I would just... I would instill those same, like, like we talk about consistency and habits. If there was one thing I could give that version of myself, it would be that because yeah, at the time when I was like that young, I'm just like caught up in shit that doesn't matter. Video games going out, like women, you know what I mean? Like just shit that I have nothing to show for now. Like it's obviously there's experience and lessons from that, but it's like, damn, if I would've just had the same work ethic and mentality that I have now, that's what we all say, right? Like if we could give the 10 years ago version of ourselves, the same mindset we have now, we'd be straight. But it's like, I learned that shit so late in life it's like, damn, if I would have just learned that even at 21, like, I'd be straight. <laughs> or, like, yeah. giving myself the 70-pound version, like, 13, 14 years old. If I had just applied that mentality to school and sports, yo, the trajectory could have been different. But, you know, you always right where you're supposed to be, so I'm glad I learned it now. But, you know, that would be the thing that I would tell myself.
1: It's never too late. Yeah. I mean, Adelante started when I was already 32.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're coming up on a seven-year anniversary, so it's never Seven. too late. Seven? Seven, seven, yeah, this seven. January first, seven years. I ain't no way I
0: know you for seven years. Seven bro. years, sir. That's insane. I've known
1: seven you for years. seven years. I've known you for you know seven him years. for seven years. Seven really? Years. That's crazy. Seven man. years, and that and that boggles everybody's mind because initially, when I opened the gym, I thought all my friends from Retro were gonna come over and sign, and up. and they didn't. I didn't <laughs> wow. one person? Yeah, because he actually helped me build out the place, mm-hmm. and then everybody that I met through my life in the past seven years have been brand new people and connected in some sort of way where it's funny enough because Neil has been my neighbor for years and I didn't even know that. And then his mom babysat me when I used to live in Irvington Mm -hmm. because she lived in the apartment right underneath us. I go, wait, your mom babysat me. Mm -hmm. And then I had to confirm with my mom said, oh yeah, nep, nep. Yeah, then that Miss well, Yeah. she babysat <laughs> crazy. you. sat you because you know me and your dad were working and yeah. you, had nobody watched you in the party. Yeah. Are you are gonna roam around the streets in Irvington? No, <laughs> no, yeah, not yeah, Irvington. Not. God, no. It's like you're gonna stay there and they to babysit you. But it was wild because then it it happened where I think people were placed in your life. Like I said, they're placed intentionally. So when you show that you give them time and you care for them, and you know, even if just as simple as remembering their birthday, like you said. A personal message, hey, just thinking about you, dog. Happy birthday! Yeah, they you love know. that shit, man. Yeah, they love that, and like especially getting the birthday messages the other day. I go, man, this is wild. I'm 39, and I'm still getting messages. People saying happy birthday, and I'll take the time out to just, you know, text them back and say, yo, thank you so much. I appreciate mm-hmm. you and whatnot. And whatever message Happy that... Happy belated.
0: I don't to push you, me, I don't feel like an asshole.
1: Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, don't, don't. Nah, you're
0: the one person I didn't like. Don't.
1: <laughs> nah, I, don't I don't ever put good. it out there like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. So I know. it's like, I never get a You don't want the spotlight. Yeah. yeah, I don't want yeah. the spotlight. Yeah. Even then, like, I never wanted the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the type to have the spotlight. at yeah. all I'm not a handsome guy, so... Yes, not you like are. Not like you. Is that sure? i <laughs>
0: off been trying to bake me with that. Shit, you know, yeah, that shirt's a, coming <laughs> off.
1: That shirt's gonna come off off camera.
0: <laughs> Freak ass bull. No.
1: But, um, yeah, I think this is a good point to uh close out the podcast, Dallas. Oh, man, appreciate I appreciate you, appreciate brother. You bro, thanks for coming. Seven this years coming man. through. That's Seven crazy. years, yo. We're gonna continue to grow. Obviously, you're one of our uh main models and actors for all season. We're gonna take it beyond man you don't even know
2: and i think you really resonate with what we're about and or i it. think that that's something i definitely wanted to say Appreciate you know, so we have it here and Appreciate you could it. listen back to him and be like yeah they chose me look yeah, at how yeah. big we are now <laughs> yeah. i was there for no, the facts, jokes facts. Nah, but I I mean, like whenever you say something i have the same thoughts in my head i'm yeah. like how the fuck is he in there how is he pulling yeah. these like words out of my head but yeah we yeah. don't talk often and it's, but it's like
0: you get it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's just click yeah, so, yeah. that's
2: what's up
1: with that being said Peace. Peace. See you guys next week.